Yes, it is Kill Radio. The strains of, that's right, Kraftwerk. I couldn't find Tour de France. I've got it somewhere around here. It's not bike season yet. Actually, it is bike season, in a way. Um, let's see, there was uh, the Giro today. That It was really funny. The weather was so bad up on, what was it, uh, uh, the mountain there, Gianni or Gianni? I can't pronounce any of these Italian names. That's what's so great. I had an Italian girlfriend three years. Look what good it did me. I learned none of the language except like maybe three words in it. And you really don't want to hear those right now. It is Kill Radio. Um, well, it, it was kind of funny because uh, I think it was Gilberto uh, Simone was having his last race. And it looks like he was going to you know, beat out the top guy on the top. But sure enough, somebody else came up and smoked him. Speaking of smoke, Cadell Evans pulled the pulled the you know pulled the the works a little too late, but he did come in second, so he got a time lapse. But however, it looks like he's not going to be in the podium. It looks like Basso again. Basso, drugging up three years ago, got suspended, but he comes back. Do you think that stuff is still in his system, Jeremy? I'm joined by Jeremy, not only of what is it, bike. Bike side, bike riders collective, and and that one where you the haul stuff, the Greensters, yeah, pretty insane. Yeah, Ivan Basso. I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I was a fan up until he got caught. So. Yeah, we're all fans until they get caught. It is Kill Radio, and you're listening to. Here we go. I think we have 30 seconds, and we can actually say it's bike talk. Oh, what the hell? It's <laughs> bike talk here. Kill Radio. Hey, you know, there's been so much going on. Uh, one thing I want to talk about right away, and I'm going to dial out the music just for a second, just to get serious here. I think I dialed out the turntables. There you go. Um, one one big thing that I was really sort of distressed by is I tried to go on uh, Critical Mass last night. And, in fact, I, I blurbed it downtown uh, at the... Uh, at, at a couple different places, and, and one of the things I got to be honest about is, it was uh, I got there five minutes late, which is a crime because I was really trying to get there early. But I was fixing some kid's bike over at uh, Highland Park, fixed his bike, got on got on the uh, the reel to reel, more or less, you know, the train system, and basically it was the biggest mistake I could have done. But I did meet like a half dozen other riders that were trying to catch it too. They got off, and we tried to catch the ride. Well, they were lucky to not catch it. Well, it's kind of funny because I hear a lot of things happen last night. But, guys, the one thing that I noticed, even coming back and trying to loop back and forth to find you guys, almost in like, what's that pattern they do in aviation, the 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 dead stick pattern where you do little triangles trying to find your crew or something? I didn't find them. But... Oh, yeah, I do. In hindsight, I got to be honest, the people that were visiting from out of town were really insulted. And later on, I got to catch up, as they call it, the old folks ride with uh, um, Colin Bogart of the LACBC. And, of course, uh, the uh, the star himself. I call him a star because he really isn't a star. He's more than a star. He's like an institution in Los Angeles with uh, homesteading. That, of course, um, Eric Knudsen, oh, yeah. who's told me so much about bike infrastructure. At one point, I think he was suing uh, the L.A. County or, or somebody, DOT or one of these people, to release the bike plan because they weren't going to do it. And I, I think it wasn't so much he was threatening him to threaten him, but he was 
trying to get their their ear just to say, hey, guys, you've been wasting this for so long. Anyway, I met up with these guys, and I was telling them about being lost and everything, and, and Colin related to me a story he said he had with uh, somebody that was visiting from London once, went on the ride and said, this has to be the worst ride I've ever been on. <laughs> Nobody was talking to him. Nobody was conversing with him. And at that point, this is how long ago it was, he turned to his left, and Liz and Shay were on a critical mass. I haven't seen them in a long time, not not because of their will to ride, but because of uh, certain other things. We have to remember everybody has a personal life, and sometimes um, your personal life and your health tr- trumps over a lot of things. Um, they said, let's just go get dinner. So in that vein, I, I was going to go get dinner, but I tried to catch the other people's ride. It had moved again. And I had a lovely ride back <laughs> Through through my own little neighborhood, maybe a solo ride that we all live in and know. Oh, those rides are the best. Those rides are the best. You get to. I remember once going uh, going through a neighborhood trying to scout a ride, and I said, "Wait a second, we have to stop here." And he goes, "Why do we have to stop?" And I said, "Don't you smell it?" And he goes, "What am I smelling? The smell of defeat?" And I said, "No, no, that's jasmine." I said, "They're, they're in bloom right now." And so we designed a, a scent ride. I think it's along the lines of uh, Katie, who uh, is a uh, Slash performance artist slash cartographer. She likes to map with scents and memories and what have you. She had a show down at Habeas Corpus uh, a while back. Anyway, I, I'm I'm telling all these stories in a roundabout way because I'm really mad at the community now. You can't tell I'm really mad, but you got to slow down if you want us to stick together. And if you don't stick together, you're out to find the uh, the cacophony of uh, let's just say public law enforcement that's been militarized in the last few years. We saw it at uh, May Day, or as they like to call it, the Millet. I like to call it the the Gates legacy myself. You saw how much he's, he's heralded for starting SWAT and all these things, but if you think about it, these are all things that are just sort of reinforcing the fact that there there is this arm, and they say, well, what about criminals that are just so violent that sit around and play Grand Theft Auto a day or anything, and I'm saying, no, no, that's kids that play that. Real thieves live that. Mm-hmm. And those people, contrary to how the police police them, um, are, are still out there if they're smart enough. And uh, the police, with all their infinite wisdom and their policing and stuff, and their increased numbers, we, we haven't cut into them on the budget. I don't even want to get into that. It's like their jobs are protected. They're not even on the same level with us. And people say, well, maybe it is like... Like old Rome, you know, you get to a level and you don't answer to anybody, not even to your your fellow citizen. Well, yeah, they definitely are standing up for yeah. the the rich class, the upper class. That being said, two percent of the population is all we need to uh, get change. I I'd like to believe everybody's out there for change. And with that being said, if uh, there isn't a bike plan, if there isn't people jumping all over the place right here. There is you, and it all rests with you. You you have the power. So you're saying, what does this have to do with biking in Los Angeles? Well, you know, sometimes you have to talk about your freedom. Sometimes you have to exercise your right to protest. And I'm, I'm reminded um, on one level when I was downtown during bike week, I bumped into a rollout for uh, the Bus Riders Union. They're still doing their bit. Um, they're on a hunger strike to get reduced rates from Metro. Apparently, they went up, and I'm not talking like they went up astronomically. They went up like $13 for a month pass and a quarter for, uh, that's right, a, 
a day pass, so it's a dollar fifty instead of a dollar and a quarter. You're going, well, what's a quarter? Well, sometimes that extra quarter adds up, and it can make the difference between you having fresh fruit in the morning or something packaged that'll just stay for a long time. I myself had some uh, some bread that I forgot was in my bag this morning. You sometimes do that, but anyway, chicken leather here. Getting off the subject, we're going to get back onto the subject. Right now, I want to remind you that you're not riding for speed sometimes because you could all get smoked out there. I've been smoked. You know, we always joked for a while about who's going to beat Jack Lindquist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got, a, I got one. Like, no matter how fast you are, uh, there's always someone out there that's going to beat you. So Yeah, that's that comes from Jeremy, our guest in the studio. Let's let's get to uh, a little bit. I'm going to try and change the veneer until some other guests come in and we start talking about uh, some of the subjects at hand. This is from last week's, or two weeks ago, was a kickoff Midnight Riders. I like to think of it as a kickoff Midnight Riders because I think the Midnight Riders still recognize their community. They try to keep everybody together. They don't leave anybody behind, even though sometimes I'm the one not leaving anybody behind, fixing their flat, and then trying to catch up. It was Thunderstorm. Thunderstorm was playing in the Ingle Mall, and we're going to hear them until, uh, well, you'll hear what happened. It is Kill Radio. Wait a second. Kill Radio. I'm saying wait a second because I pushed the wrong button. Isn't that how it always is without a technician? Magically, we're in Santanella Park, and it is Thunderstorm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, to you, 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 you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to all of you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. I saw you walking down the street. I didn't notice you weren't here.
Jen Diamond. When I'm not sewing like a freak, I'm listening to Killer Radio. Well, the want to thank Thunderstorm there. Maybe we'll hear more of them. Maybe not. Uh, in case you've tuned in and thought, wow, get Kill Radio. They've just gotten a little too weird. Yeah, we get a little too weird sometimes. It is Chicken Leather filling in for the, I, I guess he's on vacation. It's like uh, the big, uh, what is it, Memorial Day weekend? All sorts of stuff going on this weekend. We want to mention just one, of course, Chapacabras. Maybe we'll have time to play a little bit of Chapacabras uh that we recorded uh, a while back at their their annual spring thing. That, of course, out at uh, Atomic Cycles. Uh, Paul from Atomic Cycles doing his best to spread the F-U-N, the fun. And it kind of all ties in with, that's right, sometimes you have to get off that idea that you're in a hurry. Even though I I was in a hurry last night, I realized... <laughs> Whoa, where am I running from? Yourself? You know, sometimes on a bike, it doesn't, you just, you look like a chicken with your head come off. This coming from, I know chickens, chicken leather. Yeah. Anyway, and you're, you're no chicken. Hey, it is uh, Kill Radio. Um, and uh, in the studio right now, I have uh, Jeremy. We've uh, told you his credentials, not only Green Sir, not only Bikeside. Hey, t- tell me what went on with uh, Bikeside last week. We were covering uh, one of the Pasadena things last week, and uh, we're, we're going to play some of that later on, but I yeah. want you to tell me how, how Bikeside went. Uh, of course, uh, just for all those characters out there in our audience that haven't felt the bike side, it's, it's not like, you know, Star Wars, right? There's a there's a bike side and there's a car side, uh, and in the side, middle is yeah. is Darth Darth Hummer or or something like that. This is different, right? Bike side, it's like the fun side. It's the best side. Uh, and yeah, and so. you're ba- basically like uh, another one of these splinter kind of uh, collectives no. that is addressing something. No. What? No. What no, are? No, we're not just another splinter group. We're we're the first. 501c4 uh, organization. So that means... Whoa, that whoa, whoa. Uh, what, what's a 501c4? I'll, I'll get into that. C4, you know, so, kind of sounds like... Is that bo- like it explosive? Like bo- it is very explosive. <laughs> and uh, so I'll get into that. So, I was watching Sea Hunt yesterday, and the, and the guy mentioned C3, and I'm going, wow, this is an old movie. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, they've gone to C4 now instead of well, C3. Well, 501C4 is the new speak in, in L.A., and right. we are a bicycle activism group. Um, we're very political. Um, we don't take money from um, the public entity. We are uh, surviving solely on our own funds, so that means that we're not going to be influenced um, by the forces that are holding us back, uh, namely LADOT. Uh, the you know the city of LA we're we're not going to be held back or held accountable to them because um, we're not going to take funds from them. So uh, what a five hundred one c four is we're able to endorse political candidates, and so we, we want to oh. yeah we want to um, change the face. So you you can come out like that that cockamamie Tea Party people and and. Do all sorts of like stand ups that Fox News will cover in the middle of nowhere? Uh, no, because, because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the Tea Party is not that organized. We are light years ahead of I, that. I, I don't know, man. They, 
We are we're very we're very sane. Maybe, you know, we maybe you should be raiding the coffers of the Republican Party and seeing how well adjusted they are. You know, that's, well, yeah, all we I, have I to do. All we have to do is just uh, set up a porno site and we'll get their money, right? Pretty or, pretty much, yeah. and, or, or or what strippers. is it? Gay gay bonded strippers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Just. Just a group of, of ex-politicians <laughs> that are gay. I think that's not even a... That's a splinter group now off yeah. of the Republican Party. Anyway, hey, it is hey. Kill Radio. And um, we're all for every group out there. We're all for you not telling us what to do, but we, or we telling you what to do, but you telling us how, how you want uh, things to move. I, I personally think that it's, it's like Groucho Marx, any group that would have you as a, a member... Isn't really valid, right? <laughs> Ace Kill Radio getting into polemics early in the morning here on Bike Talk. Um, it's an engineering problem. So, Bike Side last week you had a big rollout out at Microwave. As I'm trying to shake up the the image here on the, uh, the thing. Yeah, so it was Bike Side speaks. Uh, we had seven speakers from uh, our board uh, of Bike Side. And uh, we each spoke about the projects that we're most involved in. And we also had a uh, congressional candidate, and um, Bill Rosendahl was also there. A congressional wow. candidate was uh, Marcy Winograd. Um, it's it's funny Rosendahl. because um, Bill Rosenthal is part of the city council, and he's come out before uh, in uh, response to uh, the bike culture here. Yeah, well, you know, he he, he been a handful of people. I think he was even elected, or d- they had re-elections. This correct is is supportive. Yeah. I mean, we have we have some supportive council members, but we're we're always interfacing with them uh, at the committee meetings you know, behind the bar, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, so we actually had him in the microwave and um, put him on the spot, um, uh, asked some pointed questions. You know, what what really are you going to do for us? Um, and uh, I think it was great to to have that venue to bring uh, a politician into our culture, into our community, and, and really like challenge him with with questions. And so that's what Bike Side is. is it's challenging um, the political system and the people that are 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 running it. The the voice of the people, you know, because not they don't always voice what what we want. They always, don't always do what what we feel needs to be done. So. Well, I think a lot of it rests with with politicians. Sometimes um, everybody always thinks that they're not up for change, but sometimes they they say, "Oh, well, you have to balance all of the options." And a big one has been safety. He says we want people to to not only uh, we look at all these issues not as traffic issues, but as safety issues. If we if we do go to a smaller street or something and reduce traffic, is that really the safe way to go? And I think they were always looking at protecting cars' interests as opposed to protecting people's interests. And we forget sometimes that cars are inanimate objects that we built a tremendous amount of infrastructure for, not only freeways, streets, uh, uh, stop signals. I mean, all these things. We, we insure our cars. We insure all this stuff. And yet they're 3,000-pound people that just eat gasoline. Ga- gas, mind you, coming from oil that... Right now, is leaking all over our planet. Right. Do you imagine what would happen if all that oil in the Gulf, like, was actually spilling on the streets and the freeways? People would be up in arms. I, I think, in a way, it is. We we are only seeing the tip of 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 the problem here 
with offshore oil in the last week or two, but we're also seeing what kind of people are actually running this, what kind of infrastructure. I, I personally thought that after two, three days, somebody would say, okay, just plug the hole. And I, I'm sure that's what he told them two or three weeks ago. But now it's four weeks later, and they've done everything from, oh, well, we still have to get our money out. Let's just put this little sort of condom over it with a hole that we oh, can yeah. still extract oil you need from. To, you need to start stuffing the executives into that hole until yeah. it stops. Anyway, we're, we're going to sort of step back into bike culture and just give you an idea that that a lot of what um sort of purports to be uh things better for the city sometimes isn't isn't better for for all of the city i'm thinking of the how much money they're spending to expand the 405 (laughs) yeah we we worked it out a black woman sidekick worked it out and she figured out everybody could have a bike in los angeles not not just a crappy bike but a, a good road bike if they took all that money and just put it into bike infrastructure as opposed to expanding the freeway yeah. but i digress we were voted out of that sort of thing and everybody now has an extra lane on the 405 well, they're, I'm not they're also the benefit expanding of it. the the 101 and yeah. cheetah i mean but but it takes you know people like on the bike side to really advocate um government to provide for cycling services yeah. or infrastructure while they do that development yeah, and we're, we're not asking for something on the same level monetary-wise, but something that's only even 1% or 2% of the budget that would be sort of invested into uh, car or automobile or truck infrastructure. Well, it's really ridiculous that, you know, it's such a small amount, but there's just yeah. no there's no push behind to do that. So I, I ran into some of these things with uh, Charlie Gandy on Wednesday at uh, the ending event in Glendale's Bike Month. Um, we'll be listening to that in a bit, but I'm joined in the studio now by a number of other guests, including, um, well, you know what? I'm going to let him introduce this. I know Dale from uh, DOT is, no, not DOT, Caltrans is here. Oh, my God, he's going to have, he's going to have my, my throat for this. And, of course, the boxes, who I haven't seen in, I, th- I think I saw her at the first kickoff thing in Glendale, which was... Uh, Gil Garcetti talking about how women in Paris on bikes is sexy, and I, I even posed a question to him. Maybe maybe I can even pull up that question in a few minutes. But uh, for right now, we're gonna we're gonna talk to these people in um, the studio about some of the goings on last night. As I mentioned earlier, I missed last night's. I was dropped from this last night's with Star Riders only because I was fixing a kid's bike. Came back on the Metro Lado, missed it. Is it? Yeah, I think it's on. Yeah, let's see. Is it on? Oh, see, I can still be a technician. I'm, I'm really proud of myself. It is Kill Radio, and um, it is DJ Chicken Leather taking the reins over here. You know, you, you think of this studio as like being a, a reindeer, but it's really not. It's more like a, a dismembered puppet. All right, we, we, we bumped it. The bicycle kitchen is fun. Bicycle kitchen has bicycles. Bicycle Kitchen will make you smile. Bicycle Kitchen all the while. (laughs) (laughs) That, of course, evil dub. I pushed the wrong button for the ID. It is Kill Radio, and I'm all by myself here, teching, talking, and, of course, having people up on on charges. Yes, Jeremy, co-host. Yeah. uh I was missing. Oh, we were just uh, talking about what happened last night. But, well, you know what? Speaking of talking about last night, 
No, I, it sounds, I, I it sounds like it, wasn't that a movie with Rob Lowe and, and Demi Moore? It was it's a really movie ambiguous. by Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. See? But see, that's that's about. I wouldn't have mind if it was with Demi Moore. But. Everybody forgets about that. If Demi Moore was out there doing her part for directing traffic, I'm sure things would have been better. So people would have stopped. We can blame this all on Rob Lowe. <laughs> okay, so apparently, um, uh, two things: the ride left early, from what I understand. The ride it's supposed to leave 7:30. It left earlier. Anybody that came later, there was no kind of trail. There was one guy kind of pointing like, they went that way, but you'll never catch them. And I said, let me try. And I think I got to a point where I met two other people, and they said they were on a phone with their friends. And they had already fast, too. gotten to 6 in La Brea. And I got up there and realized I couldn't meet anybody. Bumped into, this is how sick it is. I bumped into somebody else on the ride going, how far are you guys behind? They go, we're really far behind. We had a flat. We had to fix it. That was Brian, who's um, from uh, the Flying Pigeon fame. And then at that point, I lost everybody, found a couple. Joel and uh, I want to say Sagrina, and they were going, is it always this fast? And I go, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a, telling people about community, telling people about what what is critical mass. Does somebody want to jump here and say it? I, I thought it was about well, spreading community, spreading taking back the streets from the automobile and doing it at a rate so as everybody doesn't get lost in some sort of and and this is no critical on too tall jamal in some sort of like well, it, it, kind of pace yeah it's really it's supposed to put riders out on the street and you know and, to and show, show that, that we're that having fun you belong, well that you belong on the street and it's a viable um option of transportation absolutely uh and, and it's like supposed to be at rush hour it's at seven thirty now but you know during rush hour where it starts on wilshire it's just full of cars not moving they're going like five miles an hour so a bicycle easily can go 12 and it shows you you can get around the city way easier no parking concerns or anything but yeah it has gotten really fast has become there's there's a fast part that that just fluidly just goes along the left and then there's a slow part that's on the right and it's kind of like keeps going but yeah we kind of need to slow down guys because uh we want it to be family we want it to be community and um that means riding what 12 miles an hour on a 12 miles an hour that being said nobody should be incarcerated pushed off their bike uh violently removed uh ejected so to speak uh, given a technical foul, if we could relate to uh, the basketball subculture here in Los Angeles, let's just say physical harm by anyone to anyone, regardless if they're wearing a uniform or not, in my opinion, is not acceptable. Um, and that being said, I'm going to open it up to our astute panel here in the studio that we sort of put together at the last minute. That, of course, is mentioned, uh, Stephen Box, also of the bike side. Not the Darth Ma- Darth Hummer that we were mentioning, but uh, somewhere in between that, the dark, the bike side. Have you have you collected yourself? You can't let you see him sweat. That's that's the rule. His his lovely wife Nancy, and of course uh, Dale. Maybe Dale. Um, I was at a kickoff event for Bike Week down at uh, the Caltrans building, and um, I think I, I I haven't played it yet, but. We'll let people decide for themselves. But they were addressing things like ridership. It happened high noon on a Wednesday. 
um, supported mysteriously by a lot of the bike community that come out there. But uh, my question to you is, is uh, Caltrans has always been a, a supporter of, of, you know, getting out there and basically sort of standing up for, for bike riders' rights. We, we, we still see you, and I'm not, don't take this wrong, as the old guard still sort of holding up like, hey, those bike riders, they, they need some rights. They need some infrastructure, too. Yeah, you have to talk to the mic. Absolutely, absolutely. Caltrans <coughs> does support bicycling as a legitimate mode of transportation, and we are um, we have policies in place to uh, in to change our. Oh, I can't talk. Right now. Just, I can't talk. Uh, yeah. Well, he's uh, he's he's getting tongue-tied here. Well, to Dale's credit, <laughs> but it's great. I, I uh, you know DJ over the last. Uh, I I didn't see you all Stephen of Bike Box. Week, Stephen Box, and and well, you actually I uh, saw Dale. That's because we were so busy at so many Bike Week events. Oh, I, I don't believe you. Really, I, I didn't see you. I saw Incy at one. Glendale event, and it's not like it's like Nick going. God, you must go all these events, and I said, no, you know, I DJ, just picked the ones that you were going to go to. We spent Thursday at the LAPD headquarters at our uh, cyclist LAPD task force at the Besetta. Yes, uh, racking away on some of the issues that you uh, address wow. with regards to the freedom of cyclists to ride the streets of LA. Wow! And um, we continued working through the weekend. Uh, Bike Side was the uh, conclusive event, I'd say, of Bike Week, and that was out at uh, Biker Wave on Saturday night. And, back and, to Dale. and and it and it goes goes without saying that of course being a bike event it had to be slated against not one not two but about three or four other bike events on the same day. I'm sure, but even more important than that is what happened the following week, the Amgen event. <laughs> and uh, back to Dale for a moment. Yeah. This past Thursday, uh, there was a bike we- uh, event that uh, was a fairly significant event over at Caltrans, and it was the Caltrans District Seven. Bicycle Advisory Committee, wow. and there were actually two events that day. So you see, for some people, uh, Bike Week lingers all year long. DJ. Yes, yes. And, uh, no, no. I, I think I've heard that repeatedly. In fact, that was the central theme that that uh, Jen from the LACBC said to me. All these other people, it's like Bike Bike Day isn't is every day. Bike Week is every week, and and yet we linger here in uh, sort of sort of the malaise of. How things work. Anyway, um, Dale, you were going to say something? Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say absolutely. Yeah. Every day is a bike-to-work day for us, and we totally support bicycling at Caltrans and walking and riding transit. We don't only build highways. We do many other things besides build and maintain highways. Yeah. So we're, you know, we, we're the Department of Transportation. Department of Transportation. Yes. Well, um, having said that, we, we have a minute here to uh, play for you. The event that went on, I knew. This, of course, is all going to be self explanatory. I'd like to talk. Promoting bicycles for computer purposes. We have a funding program that helps the agencies. Uh, develop uh, bike routes and, uh, and fund projects, including uh, projects like Safe Routes Schools as well, that helps uh, oftentimes fund uh, bicycling. Um, 
course, uh, I'm here. I'm the interim chief deputy director for Caltrans of District 7. My commute today on my bicycle would be about 800 miles if I tried to do it today. But uh, instead, I walked across the street. But I have uh, ridden my bike when I'm up in Sacramento, particularly on, uh, on this particular day. Um, it not only helps uh, people like myself with uh, physical conditioning, but also in reducing uh, uh, air pollution, uh, reducing congestion, uh, making uh, basically our inner cities and our, our commutes a, uh, a more pleasant uh, activity for all of us. Um, with that, uh, again, I just welcome all of you, and please partake in different booths and enjoy yourselves today. Thank you. You know, you I, I see a racing jersey over here, and I know they're doing the tour to California, and it's not taking them more than five days to get down to I LA. believe I have. Well, I don't know if that's the latest one. Oh. I, have, I have one from a previous you, year. They, they don't call it latest. They call it vintage now. Vintage, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a more vintage one. Yeah. Is, very, very is good. It vintage? Is it vintage? Is it just old? We, we don't know. It is Kill Radio. Um, Caltrans doing their best to engage the public any way they can jerseys, what have you, support, which is something that uh, some agencies are more doing more than others. Anyway, we we also are going to get right now to uh, the bike side and what they're doing. Jeremy, the event? So, yeah, we were talking about Bike Side Speaks, and uh, this will be an ongoing um, event uh-huh. where we present our, what programs we're working on to improve the environment for cyclists in L.A., Okay. So uh, what, what I was And we're not about. talking about the air quality. No. Well, that well, that yeah, comes into kind of, it, too. Yeah. I mean, air quality tends to improve when you ride a bike. I notice, and, and the reason I say that, everybody says, oh, is this another tangent? No. If, if I'm riding my bike, I'm reducing my carbon footprint. And I'm also reducing how much tonnage I'm putting into the atmosphere of CO2. And just like everybody else, everybody's going, what does that have to do with the price of, you know, rice in China or anything. Well, if, if I'm reducing it, that's letting somebody else pollute. Maybe this is, is, is the offset. Maybe I'm, I'm somebody's offset, not only my own, but for somebody else that is driving all the time. I'm, I'm basically my own little personal carbon credit towards somebody else. And while I'm not being charted or paid for this or something, I'm making that personal choice to do it. So in that sense, perhaps we should get people thinking that uh, it's not just always about Paying to have force, being right. being a big oil conglomerate, making sure that nobody can come in and cut one tree because they have to feed their family and keeping people out. But maybe it's it's about you you planting your own personal forest, maybe re- reducing your own little green footprint. There. Right. So so we're trying to make it easier for people to um, make that change and get on a bike and and get to work and school and. The shopping, the shopping mall, and um, that whole program is the Backbone Bikeway Network, and um, we're really pushing for bike infrastructure. Um, this general traffic in- infrastructure, pedestrian infrastructure on the major arterials, and uh, you know, LA is is just uh, the city of the car. Um, it's the car just dominates. And so for so long, um, things have been eroded: the sidewalks, the storefronts. The crosswalks, the bike lanes. I mean, we have the bike lane on Venice, and it's just eroding. So, um, the, the the bikeway 
or the Backbone Bikeway Network seeks to improve all these things and give cyclists their place on, on the street. And I think for people that are timid about they're very timid about getting on a bike in L.A. because they perceive it as dangerous. And you, you know, we both know that you know cycling is actually safer than uh, a car. You know, I don't need to preach to the yeah, choir. I, I personally can't make cell phone calls. Well, I've, I've tried to make cell phone calls while I drive my bike, but it's it's a full time sort of sensory overload. Yeah, it takes a lot of. You really have to address what you're doing on a bike. And in fact, I, I have a phrase now for motorists that drive one-handed and have the cell phone in the other hand i call them they're vegas taught you know one hand arm bandits except instead of bandits yeah instead of like pulling the slot machine they're sort of uh waging a gambling war with my life right so so the the part of the backbone bikeway network is educating drivers um taking some of these funds uh federal funds and uh, you know, going through and educating the private drivers, the bus drivers, um, the services, the LA services. I mean, they're they're driving two yeah. and three ton trucks, and you know, and they brush a cyclist, and and next thing you know, he's underneath underneath the truck, and then the in yeah. the ER or in a grave or something. So, you know, we're seeking to educate those people, but um, you know, signage. Is, is a part of this, showing that the cyclist has the right, and, you know, even improving the pedestrians, because we just had a pedestrian uh, hit and run on uh, Melrose in, in La Cienega. I mean, it's it's dangerous out there for everybody, and we need to start providing for the most vulnerable users uh, on foot and on bike. Um, and, you know, to, to get further into this education thing, um, the people that enforce all these laws that we have on the books and keep our safe street our, our streets safe is uh the law enforcement and particularly the lapd mm-hmm. and uh so bike side has been pushing for uh that education and um on the cyclist task force this past thursday uh we were presented the um the educational component that every single one of the officers in the lapd has to take they have to take a little test, and they have to. They actually have to watch this video and presentation. Is this like a driving test? You know, with the. I, I know when I took my driving exam, there was half a question about cyclists right. on there. Half a question out of the out of the ten or fifteen. Well, this is like pass. twenty questions uh, on cycling. Twenty questions. Something like yeah. We're gonna have to get a hold of that and give our our listeners that test too. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I uh, had to take a traffic school a few years back. You know, I, I get in a car and I think I'm on a bike. So uh, I actually, it's funny you should say that. I think I I ride or drive like an old man now. Well, yeah. I am an old man, but I, I before <laughs> that wasn't riding like I was an old man. Now I kind of because I'm on a bicycle and I know what to expect. I know I'm not making cell phone calls. I'm not. I'm not doing things. I don't have the radio on. I got two hands locked in the two and ten position. Is that right? They're both on the thing. They're not shifting. They're not doing anything. They're just there. And all I'm doing is looking to see where the next accident is and trying to avoid it. So I'm riding a little more defensively now, what being on so a bicycle. The rise in uh, I mean, being in, in my car. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And the, ri- the rise in hit and runs, and it's just so dangerous. And I think the yeah. economy collapses has made everybody so crazy, uh, needing to get somewhere. Yeah. In the stock market class, people are, like, stressed out. So, yeah, definitely in the last few years, 
Having said that, I think I've moved my, my car maybe twice in the last two months just to move it from one side of the street to the other side of the street because I can't afford the gasoline anymore. Well, you actually, yeah, you got to start it every month to keep the battery <laughs> just, alive. Just to avoid getting a ticket for, for uh, uh, street cleaning. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, uh, maybe we should go to our other guests and ask them, what were some of the other groups that were highlighted at Bikeside last week at the uh, rollout event on Saturday? NC? Hey, um, can you hear? Yeah, okay, I'm here. Absolutely, we can hey. hear you. <laughs> All right. More important, the audience is listening. All right, good yes. morning. And this we're going to get sued by THX. You watch right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were uh, quite a big group of um, people representing um, Bike Side last week, and the topics that we covered were hit and run accidents, which Sarah Bond is after in terms of doing the research, um, getting on the cyclist LAPD task force and um, lobbying the governmental agencies to make hit and run incidents uh, bigger punishments so that people won't be so inclined to drive away because they know that if they drive away and come back a couple hours later, it's uh, less of a punishment than if they stay on the scene drunk or whatever that caused them to hit somebody. So Sarah Bond was speaking. Um, I was speaking about the L.A. Greensters with Rebel Without a Car Productions, how they came to be and their last year's projects. Stephen Box was talking about the freedom of being in America, the, the Cyclist Bill of Rights. Um, um, that, that just sounds like Pinko talk there. So there's three groups right there. Right. H- how many else were there? Um, Bill Rosendahl was there as well. Mihai Petu was talking about the LA bike, LA's best bike plan, which the bike working group has created. Okay. Um, LA Greenster, Gen- Jeremy Grant so, was talking so about I'm the backbone bike plan network. Gore car, that's, that's four or five groups now, right? Um, five or six. Yeah, I think me. it was six speakers uh-huh. total. And, um, Rosendahl and Marcy Winograd, who is running for Congress in District, what district is it? 40, Do you know? 30, 26 or 46? 36. 36. 36. I knew it was 36. one of the sixes, yeah. And um, so if she she endorsed the Cyclist Bill of Rights. She came to um, Microwave twice to speak, and she came to I think I actually ran into her at uh, the 350 event where she talked about how um, – the, we, we always tend to look at, at just embracing uh, uh, this global warming, or not embracing it, but trying to fix the greenhouse effect and all these things. But she said, look at the oil machine that is the war. Yeah. She says, look how much oil or just the infrastructure or all these this fuel and dollars and everything is going into war that could be going into bettering our quality of life as opposed to just sort of uh, getting out there and sort of propagating uh, an atmosphere of of like oppression, right? Or I mean, she supports she supports yeah. bringing back the jobs here and green jobs as opposed Absolutely. to taking them to um, outside countries to support the war. So, yeah, if you're in the 36th district, vote for her. That's on June 8th. So, being a 501c4, you're right. able to actually have some sort of Pathway right. towards bike side is a is the only five hundred one c four bike lobby organization five hundred one c five hundred one c four means that we can lobby yes. the governmental agencies and we can endorse political candidates 
And um, so we're, that's the biggest goal of Bikeside, to really work on policy and lobby governmental agencies. When there is elections, we want to push those who are sustainable, who support cyclists, as opposed to um, just blindly supporting somebody whose name we're familiar with. So that's uh, a what catchy middle name in my my book when I used to vote. If it had a catchy middle name, it was like, you know, Rock or, or Sid. We'd always vote for him. Well, see, now you don't have to worry about that. You just go to Bike Site and whoever <laughs> Bike Site endorses, well, you know that they're the good people. Now, having said that, there is going to be an election in June, and we should really talk about this as they fight here over the leftover Cliff Bars from from Bike Week. If anything, they fed us. Cliff Bar, and, and we're going to talk about them in a minute too. But I, I really have to say that that you you have to look at your vote not as a commodity anymore, but as something that might. It's not even a might. It will have an effect. And while you're thinking, oh, who am I going to vote for? That's going to give me, give me, give me, give me. You really have to look at it differently. You have to look at like what kind of issues is this person going to start representing when he gets elected? What kind of position is this person going to have when they they get to a point of, of power? Is it going to corrupt them or something? It goes right, back and, to those and, old rules. And that, that was so great about Bike Side Speaks because we got to invite the people who are, who we can directly ask questions, the politicians, what do they stand for, as opposed to just what the newspapers say or, or even what they're pushing, because oftentimes they're pushing ideas that they don't know that people might not care about or um, they don't go into the niche groups. So bike side, as it is for a, a, a niche idea in that sense, we can directly ask questions and they will then be able to answer them, whereas they might not get that question when they talk at um, Fox News or when they're doing their campaigning because they don't realize that there is actually more people than, than they think, who are um, lobbying or who want uh, sustainable transportation solutions, who want um, cleaner air. So they're addressing very big, broad ideas as opposed to the, the smaller Nietzsche ideas, even though they're not Nietzsche because it is on everybody's mind. I'm in the entertainment industry, and there is more actors than I even thought who are car-free or who want to become car-free, who take public transportation, who want to ride a bike, but they're afraid to, or they don't know the, the law, the rules. And, you know, us talking what, what, about um, right. the LAPD, um, t uh, brutal, brutalizing people on bikes, um, that scares people off too because you don't, if you're a woman, you don't want to be ending up stranded on the street being pulled over by a cop in a dark neighborhood. I, I think this was uh, something that uh, black woman sidekick, uh, uh, my, my cohort in crime on uh, Talk is Still Cheap, um, the other Kill Radio radio show that's sort of been talking about bikes now for about five or six years, um, she mentioned that the indicator group for knowing that the streets are safe are women and small children. And they said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, when the streets are safe enough to have your kids go off and to soccer practice without you having to chaperone them or, or be with them or, or your wife can run down to the store or to the market, then you know that it's pretty pretty safe. The streets are, are actually acceptable because that supposedly is the meekest of the, of the writers out there. I happen to believe that I want to be part of that group too because 
sometimes I don't feel safe and as as ex, as executed as, as as demonstrated last night by some of the uh, people that were on the uh, the critical mass now we we sort of defined what critical mass we thought it used to be and how we're not seeing a lot of the old guard and then we talked about meeting some of the old guard later in the evening but I'm just wondering is it just critical mass that we're seeing this sort of law enforcement? I mean, do they get bothered by the fact that they see groups in mass? I mean, would they do the same thing to drivers if they were in a traffic jam? Would they start pulling people out of their cars and throwing them on the ground? If, Maybe they if the 405 was the blocked cars. up or, or the 110 was just like after a Laker game was just so crowded, it's like, wait a second, we got to do something about this traffic jam. Let's just pull them out of their cars. Well, the police officers Maybe they're Boston fans. <laughs> Uh, right. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not just uh, doing this to protest drive, such as critical mass, but just like let's get together and have dinner somewhere or go to a bar or, you know, it's it's horrible. And you just have, you know, just very uneducated um, police officers doing doing this and driving their cars into groups of cyclists. I mean, as little as a dozen cyclists, it's just ridiculous. Yes. So... I, I have to be honest. It sounds like there's a double standard here. Um, there's there's more, and I know I live in Los Angeles. I know that there's car events. Some car events are actually good. I I emceed or emceed. I was a the infrastructure behind uh, a Kiwanis event that was a car show in Johnny Carson Park a while back. And while they raised a lot of money and it was all about the nicest car and stuff, um, a lot of these cars aren't driven a lot. They're just sort of like showgirls. Uh, they're they're kind of dressed up and everything, but you really won't want to take the showgirl to work every day. Or maybe I should stand aside. Maybe you want to take the showgirl to work every day, but she's not going to last. The same thing is, is true of some of our vehicles out there some of our, our roads and stuff, but perhaps we should address other forms of transportation, other things that people are doing to to get people around safely. Yes, Mr. Box. You know, uh, you kind of touch on an interesting topic. <clears throat> um, and I think that J- there's... Just one? I pride myself on, on being like a... a, a, a a select button on a, an old TV set that just you can't really dial it into the station. But anyway, go ahead, Mr. Box. I think that uh, there's a base issue here that's a little more significant than show cars versus uh, trans, you know commuter cars versus bikes, and that is quite simply our freedom to move. And I think that's what we're addressing is that people have the right to move. And when one group gets in the way of another group, then we start to have an issue, a civil rights issue, if you will because it's one of our most basic freedoms. So we touched on this on Thursday uh, at the LAPD um, headquarters, and I think we made some significant progress, but as you can see last night, there's a long way to go. And on Bike Side Speaks, this was one of the uh, topics, the Cyclist Bill of Rights, which I know isn't um, first and foremost on people's minds, check my air, check my brakes, check my cables, check my cyclist bill of rights when they head out for a ride. But as you can see last night, something as basic as our First and Fourth Amendment uh, comes into play when people that gather in the public space encounter uh, police officers that are unaware of, one, our right to participate in, um, or to, there you go, to uh, 
to get out in the public space. But number two, the LAPD has specifically addressed people's right to gather. And there's a process for... I think there's for, an amendment for that. Isn't that the 14th Amendment? Well, very close. But um, the LAPD even has a process for addressing a gathering that they have concerns about. And that includes somebody stepping up and identifying themselves as in charge and representing the LAPD. That person then has to declare the assembly an illegal assembly. That person has to then give them very specific instructions on how to disperse the crowd, which direction to go. So, for example, last night at Hollywood and Highland, the appropriate process would have been for Officer Barney Fife to stand in the intersection and say, this is Officer Barney Fife. I'm from the LAPD, and I'm declaring this an illegal assembly. So if all of you cyclists who are riding through the intersection east could continue riding through the intersection east, this crowd will then disperse, which is essentially what would happen. And instead, tackling cyclists or using batons on wheels or pushing cyclists is a, 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 an odd response, if you will, if the objective is to clear the streets and in this particular or disperse a crowd. But in this particular case, the whole notion that a bunch of cyclists warrants uh, a helicopter and uh, squad cars up the wazoo is just shocking, and it demonstrates that in many cases the local police stations don't know what to do with all these cyclists. And that's what we're trying to address is um, it really doesn't need to be addressed like this. In other words, it's simply cyclists going this Whether it's a large crowd like last night or, as Jeremy said, a few folks going to get something to eat, there's no need to panic when you see a couple of cyclists start to turn into a larger group, like on Sunset Boulevard every morning on the commute downtown. I, I'm remembering a couple things that might be of uh, use here. Doug Adams wrote a book, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and on the front of the book was Don't Panic. That's, that sounds like the first sane thing that anybody said to him or anyone said to me, but we don't have to delve into fiction. You brought up the point of, of civil rights, and maybe it is a, a right to travel, a right to movement. Uh, we were discussing earlier about the, the bus riders striking against higher wages, and they're still down there on their hunger strike uh, right across from Union Station. Um, their rollout was in the middle of Bike Week, of course. But they, were, they too, uh, have expressed their right to move. I, I think that right is essential to everyone, the, the idea of getting from point A to B and being able to make that return trip w without having to risk life or limb uh, from someone else or bodily harm from your fellow vehicle. Um, that, that might be the essence of freedom, but uh, these, are, these are freedoms that uh, we need to exercise, otherwise we'll stagnate. Anyway... That being said, somebody jump in. Quick, quick, quick. Get off your phone. Quit eating. <laughs> well, that being said, one of the simplest freedoms uh, we have is the freedom to move, and it's the first one that gets deprived when you do something wrong. Oh, absolutely. They restrict your ability to move. And one of the simplest things we can do to change the world is to get out there and move. Right. Uh, so by riding your bike, maybe, you're changing the world. Maybe that's what we should really be embracing at critical mass instead of the idea of going fast and losing everybody and it becomes a... Uh, an alley cat or something else. Well, uh, from what I hear, oh, I wanted to say that uh, Cycle Astro out there says that they didn't leave early. They actually left after 7.30. So oh. 
So maybe your watch is, maybe you should check My watch, your watch stopped. Yes. It's, maybe you should wind it up if you're. Actually, I checked, I checked Metro's watch. Maybe Metro's watch well, was off. There you go. That's your problem. <laughs> They're always running behind. So, uh, but there was, uh, you know, critical mass usually, well, not usually, uh, you know, I don't know. They get split up in the group sometimes. And so you get stuck in the good group or the bad group. And when you get stuck in the bad group, it involves police cars and, and, you know, all these rights infringements. But then the, there's part of the good group that just totally misses that, and they have just a wonderful ride. And and from what I hear, um, and from what I've experienced, I was there last month, is that the the good group is is stopping at lights, is, um, is just being intelligent about their interaction yeah. in traffic. And, and there's some elements, not really criticizing, but that kind of ignore safety and traffic issues and just kind of just woohoo out there to um, maybe cause trouble. You know, in every every sort of event out there from the football game, baseball game, to just being in Griffith Park can attract um, that element of the crowd. Yeah, It's and hard I, to control. I, I think sometimes everybody thinks that we're, we're anti-police or anti... You know, we, we tend to... As a bike community, sometimes say, "Well, that's them. That's the fixie crowd. That's this crowd." But on critical mass, I have to be honest. There, there was in the past a lot of sort of, "You've got a BMX and you're going to do this whole ride on 20-inch wheels." Wow, that's really great. And then you talk about things about that that are not just related to that. I, I used to go to these rides and people wouldn't talk to me about my bike or whatever they talk about like hey i was at that meeting last week wow what really went on and we talk about things like that and it, it it's not all just like what gear ratio you're running what kind of tires do you have on your bike they really were concerned as a safety issue about about these questions or stuff but um what what i sense is the fact as you say the red spreads out and you get in one group or the other group it's it's not so much that you've sort of ridden it off and become a mob or anything. It's it's like you're still individuals within this group that can still voice an opinion. I I love the idea when somebody says, who's the leader of this group, when they come up trying to get somebody in charge so they can sort of dispense their logic to the person in charge and it will then get sort of filtrated to the other people. I'm saying it's not like a military campaign. We're just riding bikes because we like to ride bikes. And and it's so hard for people to wrap their head around that. They always say, what are you guys riding for? Are you riding for a cause or something? And I said, well, maybe we're riding for the cause that we have have the freedom still to ride the, a bicycle on the street, sort of semi-balanced with the with other things out there. Yeah, right? well, yeah, trying to you know normalize the bicycle as transportation is a really part, critical part of critical mass. Yeah, and um, and you're and you're speaking about individuals um, out there, and, and from my history with this, I just think we need we don't need to just um, dispense of critical mass um, or stop going. We just need more um, responsible individuals out there that that will take charge when the poop hits the fan. And um, I mean, we're in LA, like we're all concerned about our own lives and you know it just takes it takes someone to like stop and take some time and um, maybe educate the motorist or you know be responsible and you know let the other 80 or 90 percent of the mass um just go along and pass i mean when i see a driver trying to 
push through the traffic, I, I try to stop and let them know, like, look, I'll help you through this. Um, you don't need to be running anybody over. And it's right. really hard to calm these it, people it, some, down. Sometimes it is daunting to, to see you're, you're driving along with your girlfriend, and the next thing you know, there's 50 riders around you. But I, I always like to tell people it's a bicycle. You remember bicycles. They were fun when you were a kid. They can still be fun, and we're not here to hurt you. We're just here to share the street with you. Everybody always thinks that it's it's like, wow, we're traffic too. We are traffic, and it's like, what do you think, traffic in a car that's belligerent is any different from traffic <laughs> on a bicycle that's belligerent? I said, you really have to transcend that and say and show people it's not going to be the, uh, the male – uh, let's say the testosterone-filled person is going to do this. I'm going to catch the phone. Play telephone. You can you can uh, continue on this thought. Here's the topic: women on bikes. <laughs> women, uh, you want me to talk about women on bikes? Huh? Uh, They're sexy. <laughs> oh, let's have Auntie talk about. Well, she's a woman on a bike. Yeah, but well, what do you guys? What do men think of women uh, women on bikes? Um. First thought, I, I think it's great. Uh, my girlfriend rides, um, and it's it's worrisome for me because like men are very protective, and I know women don't want to be worried about, but but it is it is worrisome. Um, well, I, I was trying to get to the point that it's yeah. not always males that are going to really sell, and I'm saying maybe brand is the word this bike movement it's going to be beautiful women on a bicycle is, yeah. that are that are doing that not to be sexist i think if you make it safe for for women and like i was saying kids or something you make it safe for everybody with that in mind good we have on the phone alex alex can you hear me i can hear you ah and i think everybody else can hear you now too in here what's we go. going on yeah. this is My alex eyes? thompson of the other bike side. Which which one would this be? Would this be if we were comparing to Star Wars? Would he be like a Jedi, or would he be like one of the the kids on Alderaan, or would he be backwater Tantooine? I mean, what 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 are you, Alex? Are you a Wookiee? You're, you're, you're a nerd. I don't know what I am, but you're a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about bike side being like like you know. Hold on, hold on. NT is saying something here. We're going to get past her the phone because that's the only way she can hear you. Alex is the um, founder of Bikeside as well as um, also on the board of the Marvista Community Council. And um, he's also on the board of Microwave, if I'm correct. Yeah, so, yeah. all that. Uh, all that. So, so basically, what you're saying is you don't have a personal life to go see a movie on Tuesdays. Right? <laughs> Everybody thinks that I do for you. Well, no, but see, this is this is the point. It's like um, we really, I, I myself, there's there's a handful of people in Los Angeles that are devoted to the issues of, of making it safer, making it more palatable for people. I mean. Everybody says, why do you stick around and, and fix bikes for no pay? Why do you stick around and help people out? I, I watched uh, Devin from TV Bikes. I'll just give you an example. Yesterday, put a brake on somebody's bike. The kid had no money. But what do you do? Do you let the kid out on the street with no bikes after he's come to your shop? I mean, there, I'm sure there's legal ramifications, but for us, it's more about, you know, I'm not making any money, but I want to make it safer, even if it's just putting a, a brake on somebody's bike. This is pretty much putting the brake on 
on how law enforcement looks at these issues. I mean, we're, we're sort of like, I, I hate to say it, but we're like the, uh, the sort of uh, civil rights leaders that are going, hey, man, these are, these are things that we really believe are important to uh, not only our own safety, but maybe other people's safety. Who's to say that when you throw somebody off a bike, it's not going to hit a pedestrian or, God forbid, another car or something? So you guys have been talking about LACM and, and what happened last night? Yeah. Were you on it? I wasn't, no. Oh, well, you know, I, I, think, I think that that's part of it, too. I, I think maybe we should get some, some old guard to come out and be on the rides. I try to make the rides only to show that, that not so much to legitimize it, but whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, you were going to say do, something. I mean, I used to do LACM religiously, and I don't know. I used to organize a bunch of these rides, but um, I saw the time lately. That's, that's the main reason I wasn't on it, you know? But um, I saw the video. Did you guys see the video? Did you see the video, Chicken Weather? No. Is it on uh, YouTube? Yeah. Really? I mean, people that are saying this guy, the, the cop was out of line. And uh, and I would say more generally, the cops, plural, were out of line. I mean, it looks like they tackled this cameraman and they didn't give him an instruction to comply with anything before they did it. So they just tackled him, which is not appropriate. There's no... There's okay. no reason that he needed to be subdued without talking to him first, you know? Uh, okay, everybody's on their iPhone, and we're trying to get it up on YouTube. Here's, here's Stephen. He's saying something about conflicted. Um, yeah, the interesting thing about the video, at one point, there was uh, one cop saying, get down, and another cop saying, get up. And it <laughs> uh, sounded like a... Uh, it's like a funk, a funk song. Yeah. You know? So is that, yeah, bad, bad, get bad, down, bad. get up. Yeah. And... Um, the camera's lying on the ground. You can see one of the uh, nightsticks bobbling um, as the uh, cop walked across the... Uh, yeah, well, they didn't give him any instructions before they right. before they tackled him, right? Yeah. So that's a problem right there. And and there was a little petulant kick that the one cop... What did he do? He tried to kick a wheel or something? Somebody somebody should tell him that's going to hurt your foot. But. Well, in an effort to, to be fair and let people on our... Uh, airwaves decide for himself we we have the audio right now from the youtube we're going to put you on hold for half a second alex and and play it for us here here we, yeah. here we go kill radio playing the audio. hey let's you run out and try to hit somebody again Sort of targeted right away. 
Yeah. So there's apparently 302 views of this already. Um, it's got a lot of comments. There, there is a tremendous amount of comment. It's Manuel Dog that, that did his last name. You can search it at Hollywood Cops Attack Bike Riders uh, on YouTube, and uh, that's that's our, our thing. We're going to try and see if we're technically savvy enough to put a link on our page to, to get to it. As, well, as we say that the, we're going to read some of the comments here, but Alex, uh, your your view or your uh, your opinion right now, just from reading uh, uh, well, this and this. We really need to put together a complete picture of what happened here from the cyclist perspective. So anybody that was involved, anybody that saw what was involved, if you could write me at alexcthompson at gmail.com, that would be great because we really need to understand what, what's going to what happened from our point of view. And then uh, going forward, I don't know. I mean, we have this improving relationship with LAPD, but to say that without any qualification is kind of oversimplifying it. I mean, we're sort of like at the gates of Troy, and we have this this guy that we're talking to on the side of the wall, and we're, we're cool with them. But, like, the rest of LAPD, we don't necessarily have a relationship with. Yeah. And so we need, you know, LAPD is going to have to, you know, tough love. They have to come out and explain what happened and tell us why, you know, why was this cyclist being cuffed? Let's start with that. Uh-huh. You know, I don't see a light anywhere. Um... LAPD acknowledged that multiple cyclists can ride side-by-side in a lane, so there doesn't appear to be any violation with the stream of cyclists going by. So why is that cyclist being cuffed? we got to know that. Yeah. Uh, and we got to know, you know, what justification there was for tackling or whatever it was they did to this cameraman. we got to yeah, know why. It's, it sounds like all he was doing was shooting them doing something wrong. And if they stopped that, somebody told me that it's not illegal to shoot somebody on the street, but if they obstruct somebody shooting that on the streets, you're liable to prosecution them because you're obstructing justice. Well, and this is, like, not the first time this has happened. I mean, I've got personal experience where they uh, where they were cuffing cyclists on a crank mob. They cuffed, yeah. like, three cyclists, and they gave them all bogus citations, which they all, uh, you know, which LAPD rescinded later yeah. under pressure. And when I was shooting, when I was, I wasn't shooting videos, I was shooting stills, but I was shooting all these stills. And at some point, they grabbed me and threw me in cops and gave me a bogus yeah, citation. I, I wonder if that's their way to, to sort of stem the tide of, of free information. Uh, one yeah. thing that I want to mention well, to you. I was, you, um, go ahead. Let, me, let me respond to that, because I was at the office of the inspector general, which is they they kind of oversee the complaint process and so and disciplinary process for LAPD. And they're, they're the one part of LAPD that's independent of the chief of police. And I was there making a complaint about this crank mob incident you know, which was about a year ago. And uh, and the woman taking my complaint said, without us suggesting or soliciting this comment, she said, you know, in all likelihood, they, they put you in cuffs and decided to cite you because you were taking photos. Yeah. So there's an understanding within LAPD that that, that happens, you know? Yes. Um, you, you brought um, one other point that I, I think that... Uh, is is really relevant to this. We're we're seeing all the cyclists go by, and this is probably after the fact that they've tackled somebody. We didn't get the initial thing where they tried to stop traffic or uh, did the three or four points that Stephen pointed out by saying this is I'm uh, identifying themselves, identifying what they wanted, identifying their the things. And I'm wondering if if at at some point it's not so much a, a lost cause, but it's it's like 
and I don't want to say fruitless, but if you really want to stop somebody, you say, please pull over on a bullhorn or something, or, or you try to express it and say, you're, you're not pulling somebody out or something. They would never do this to traffic, I mean car traffic, yet they do it to bicycle traffic. And, well, here's the deal. Yeah. We, um, we have this LAPD cyclist task force, and not the last meeting, which was uh, a week ago, but the meeting before that, like five or six weeks ago, we had a long argument about handcuffing cyclists and when it's appropriate to handcuff people and when it's not. And there was pretty intense back and forth on it. It was probably a 20 or 30 minute discussion that was relatively, was pretty heated. And um, one thing that came out in that discussion is that LAPD has a no pursue policy for certain kinds of violations. So if they pull you over for making an illegal left turn or making an illegal U-turn or running a red light and they're ticketing you and you gun it, this is if you're driving, and, they, and you gun it, you take off, right? Yeah. They have a no-pursue policy for things like that. So really? they don't pursue you. Yeah, because remember back in the 80s and 90s when there were all these car chases, mm-hmm. and, I, and you'd always see these things on, on TV with, from the helicopter's point of view, and then they'd, they'd kill like eight people running into stuff. And So LAPD decided no-pursue policy for minor stuff. And that then begs the question, well, then why are you cuffing cyclists? You know, if, if there's no concern that they're going to run away, and they express that one of the reasons they cuff cyclists is because they can flee, well, why are you cuffing them if you're giving them citations for which you have a no-pursue policy? Mm-hmm. You know? So so why why the cuffing? Why knocking people off bikes for things you're unwilling to pursue them for? You know, it doesn't right. make sense to knock people off bikes or to tackle them or to cuff them when you consider the violation minor enough that you wouldn't pursue a motorist who, who did the same thing. So it, it all looks like hypocrisy to me, and I, and I think that these cops, I think they were upset, and uh-huh. they acted out, and that's totally inappropriate. They paid a lot of money not to do that. So it's just unprofessional. I'm, I'm wondering, Stephen's going to pop in here for a minute, and, and I'm going to leave you with this, just maybe you both can express it. I'm wondering if, if when you're in a position like this, when Obviously, there's a lot of adrenaline going. You're making these choices. If, if in, in, indeed, you can't just sort of get some sanity to this, even on the bike end of this or the bike side of this, and say, wait a second, guys, we'll stop, we'll talk to you, we'll have a conversation. Maybe we can talk it out instead of it coming to fisticuffs. And I'm going to pass it to Stephen. Two comments. Uh, the first one is... Um, well, actually, three comments. The first one is, can you pass me the phone? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, the second comment is, what we're seeing last night, and then again at Crank Mob, and then again at the uh, Critical Mass downtown, um, is that the cyclists who end up in the incident, if you will, tend to be the stragglers who ride up on the incident. So the fact that a cyclist may have ignored an instruction or blown a light and gotten the attention of the police doesn't justify them then acting out at an, a cyclist who's arriving at the scene right because there you're you're judging the individual based on the actions of a group and keep in mind we've already addressed the rights um, of people to ride without being judged as a group and so nowhere else would you see uh, a police officer see a speeding pinto and then run the next pinto that comes up the hill off the road because after all it's a pinto and so um, this is bias-based policing uh, that 
is one of the reasons we were, you know, down at the Inspector General's office in the first place and the police commission, you know, several months ago. Um, so so the, uh, the issue here is, is somewhat uh, re- repetitive, if you will, that there isn't a policy, and you're seeing people striking out at um, those that fall into the same category, and I think that's... Uh, that's, the, that's one of the larger issues here that's a, a systemic issue for the LAPD. Another thing is, what do you do when this happens? And, for example, I called the watch commander last night who was on duty during this incident, and uh, he hung up on me four times. And the thing <laughs> is that uh, you must pursue relentlessly. And so I've been on the phone again. Maybe with it was a bad connection. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's entirely possible. I'm, we're in the middle of a budget crisis. It's entirely possible that they're using old telephonic equipment that... Um, they bought from Kill Radio when Kill Radio upgraded to its incredible penthouse-style digs here. Well, we, we got this phone. It's red, and so we think we, it was one of the old red phones from the Kremlin. Uh, but the important thing is that you've got to speak up or you don't have any rights. And so the rights go to those who actually um, claim them. You know, if I might segue, this Tuesday at the Bicycle Advisory Committee for the City of Los Angeles... Uh, Jeremy will be presenting the Backbone Bikeway Network, which is an opportunity for the LAPD to put some focus where it belongs on the arterials to support cyclists as opposed to antagonize or run them off the road. But um, Sergeant Krumer, who's the liaison for the Cyclist LAPD Task Force, will also be there. And this would be an interesting time for people to uh, address their representatives, the Bicycle Advisory Committee, which purportedly represents uh, the cycling community. There's one for every council member and there's four for the mayor and to beseech them to actually step up and represent the cycling community uh, with a, what we call leadership or followership or um, those that um, are at City Hall. But um, there's an opportunity there for us to address this in a few different ways. So that's Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at the Hollywood City Hall, which is 6501 Fountain Avenue. And uh, that's Tuesday night, uh, Los Angeles Bicycle Advisory Committee, where I assure you that this particular topic will be coming up. But whether it, does, whether it comes up or not, what time? 7 o'clock. Okay. Um, we couldn't afford cue cards, but we have DJ Chicken Leather here, which is almost as good because he comes and sits on your lap and reminds you to say things, um, which is kind of a scary experience, almost as scary as being knocked off your bike by a police officer with a baton. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm Kush here. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was his middle name, as a matter of fact. Uh, DJ Cushier, chicken leather. Um, and so that's Tuesday night. Uh, I'd love to see you all out there. So, for those who don't know, uh, who aren't a million years old, a Pinto is a, is a kind of car. Uh, Pinto. Wasn't that the Pinto. name of the guy in... in, in uh, also a kind of bean. In, in uh, Animal bean House? Wasn't Pinto the guy? One of the guys <laughs> in Animal House? Yeah, okay. Anyway. I don't know. Is this, it sounds like it's derived from five, like it's... Like its Latin root would be five or something, right? Penta, pento. Uh, I don't know, five oh, stars. Oh, I see. Yeah. But I think Stephen's point was really well taken that, look, the people that are getting cost and ticketed and cited, you know, a lot of times they're not the people that drew the attention. And so it's kind of a form of collective punishment uh-huh. when you start punishing the riders because you couldn't catch the other guy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's even better illustrated by the fact that this cameraman got tackled. Yeah. You know, what What was he doing other than documenting an incident? And that's yeah. the same thing that happened to me on Crank Mob, and I saw it on Santa Monica Critical Mass years ago, too, which is a different law enforcement agency. And I got ticketed for taking photos. Yeah. My friend Gary got given a ticket for taking photos um, at Santa Monica Critical Mass. And so, pro photographers getting tickets for taking photos. 
so it's it's a problem. And and I I go back to the, there's this little kick when you see the video. It's just this little petulant kick. The officer just kind of kicked at a at a guy's wheel as he was going by. Yeah. Now, is was that assault? I don't know. Uh, I, but is it completely inappropriate? Yeah. Is it like a childish thing to do when you're supposed to be in a position of authority where you act uh, just 100% civilly and rationally? No, it's it's like to me. If I had the capacity to fire people, I'd fire somebody for that because it's symptomatic of being childish. Yeah, there's a there's it's absolutely not okay. Yeah. You never do that to a car passing by. Why? Why do you do it to a bicycle? I mean, yeah, if you, are are you really trying to inflict crimes or something? I mean, is this? I mean, why didn't he just get a bicycle pump and pull the old breaking away move? You know, if yeah, he really man. wanted to stop it, you know, maybe he I've wasn't done, Italian. I've... <laughs> you know, who, who knows? But well, you I, don't know that he wasn't Italian. But look, I, could have been Italian. Yeah, all comic notions aside and everything, this is a serious issue. There have been so many b blogs online relating to this and also to recourse. A lot of people are saying lawsuits and stuff. I, you know, money is great to to pay for your your physical, uh, you know, to for your medical bills, for your bicycle, for so maybe, your maybe anguish and stuff. But I, I, think, I think there has to be an address to the fact that it's like this is continuing to happen, and it's, it's systemic within the, the department. I mean, when at the rollout, everybody addressed back about all sorts of issues and stuff, one of the issues I, I said is, are you, are you guys going to stop treating bicycles like toys and, and sort of respect the fact that, you know, if these were cars being stolen off the street, you'd have a tax force to stop car theft. Why don't you have a, a task force to stop bike theft? And he says, oh, we, we have arrests all the time. And it's like, that's different from having somebody come out and saying, look, we're, we're not going to tolerate this or something. There doesn't seem to be that, that strong will. And, and I know Chief Beck does ride. He rides recreationally. Maybe he should address the fact that some people can't afford the recreation and they have to work all the time, like myself, and that my bicycle is not just... Um, something that's that's a toy it's it's my way of life now it's it's more than that it's transcended to being not an obsession but uh my my right my movement so anyway having said so that back I, to what you said about lawsuits took yeah. matter. i remember i'm going to steal steven's story um steven was telling me about somebody who he was talking to who is a was a serious heavy hitter yeah um, in activism in other areas, not not bikes, and and Stephen was talking to him about the Griffith Park Festival of Lights and how um, they weren't letting bikes ride in it. Right. And right. and the guy said, he just says to Stephen one word, litigate. Yeah. I mean, it may be getting to that point where there needs to be litigation because the the city responds to litigation. And to, so, following up on that, and then I got to go go for a run. Um, if you saw this thing, if you were part of this thing, email me at alexcthompson at gmail.com or email somebody you know from Bikeside. There, there's a lot of comments with YouTube, and we're going to get to a few of the, the yeah, taste your morsels in a minute. Yeah, let's let's put together a picture of what happened. So, thanks for having me on. Email is more productive, and we're gonna we're gonna let you finish, Alex. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Okay, okay, so you you heard Alex's email there, and um, are you still there? Yep. Okay. One once more because I'm really slow writing this down. Okay, it's Alex C. 
Thompson at gmail.com, and that's the old crazy Anglo-Saxon spelling of Thompson, which is T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. So, A-L-E-X-C-P-H-O-M-P-S-O-N at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you, and we'll put together a picture of what happened, and then we'll activate. So, And if you want to come out on Tuesday, that's a good place to have a face-to-face with a guy who's got a serious clout in the department when it comes to cycling and you can you can have you can have, be heard you know alright excellent good to hear from you good man. hey um as important as, as, as great as it is to comment on the blogs it doesn't resonate at the police headquarters you gotta go in person that's us talking to each other and that's with um handles that no one can follow up on so it's noise. It, it's 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 um, it's many things, but it isn't letting the LAPD know what's going on, and it's not initiating a complaint. And that's what uh, it's really important. If anyone's out there that was there last night that was involved in any of these incidents and uh, picked up one of the tickets, uh, a set of handcuffs, a little bit of asphalt, uh, we need to hear from you, and we need to have you on Tuesday night at the uh, LAPAC. So email Alex. All right, Alex, we'll talk to you. Um, So if you unload your comments online and feel better, you need to know that nothing has changed other than we're feeling better. And if we're going to change things, we need to actually get to LAPD, top brass, and make it happen. Uh, Thanks, Alex. We're going to get back to the mics here in the studio. It is Kill Radio. And if you'd like to call in, it's 213-252-0998. We're going to get back to the studio mics here. And you'll notice the difference in quality. Yes. Well, anyway, um, quite quite a comment there. Um, and uh, it is Bike Talk. We've been talking about the incidents last night at uh, Critical Mass, just to uh, restate a number of people pushed from their bikes uh, as the LAPD were trying to stop them. What for? We can only imagine. Uh, And having said that, uh, I'm going to let my guests here in the studio, Jeremy, take it for a few minutes while I answer the phone. So as as Stephen and Alex said, uh, email is the best way to uh, get our message across. Um, You can collate these. And also coming to the the BAC, the Bicycle Advisory Committee, on on Tuesday at 7 at Hollywood City Hall is the best way, but you could also add um, this incident to LABikeMap.com as a harassment issue. Um, you know, uh, you've been harassed as, uh, as a cyclist by the LA Police Department. Um, report it on the LABikePlan.com. It's very easy, and, and it'll, it'll show up. So, uh, we have somebody on the line here, um, and who am I talking to? Um, this is Raquel and Matt Speed. Uh-huh. And apparently you were on the ride last night? Yeah, we were at LACM. Uh-huh. Yeah, that ride was um, interesting, and the uh, way the cops treated everybody was way uncalled for. Okay. Uh, um, just, just to sort of let people know, where were you in terms of the ride? We did the whole ride. Uh-huh. Uh, it was all right, you know. We didn't, we didn't really get hassled through, um, till like the end, you would say, right? So we got to Hollywood. When we got to Hollywood, they started tackling people. They were kicking people's bikes. At one point, we saw a cop shove his baton 
into somebody's back wheel, forcing him to fly off his bike, then pick him up off the ground and slam him onto a car. Wow. Yeah. So it is a breaking away move. Wow, yeah. that's that's pretty horrible. So um, was it was there anything that sort of sort of perpetrated this whole thing? Did did a bike rider throw something at a police officer? Did they? I, I can say I never saw anybody. All the lights were green, and they just blocked the whole intersection. Yeah, when we saw this happen, the light was green, and they were blocking the intersection. Okay, was was um, I'm hearing from somebody in the studio? They're asking about what was what were people on bikes doing? Were they going in a uh, quote unquote circle, or were they? No, at this point, we weren't in any circle. We were just north of Hollywood Boulevard, uh-huh. and um, we were just leaving trying to get towards the people's ride and oh, okay. bike train and like they were just it was it was <laughs> it was quite a sight to see <laughs> they were round everybody up they were trying to round them up but like people weren't throwing things at the cops or you know there's a couple of kids that yell things and you know yeah. that's something kids do but really you shouldn't tackle someone to the ground for yelling <laughs> okay now two things how were you treated by bystanders on the street that, that see you riding your bike? Like other people uh, in vehicles and other yeah, people on the street? They were being supportive and, you know, like cheering or, you know, waving or smiling. Yeah. Deal, taking pictures. They didn't be angry at all. Wait, when you talk about Hollywood, do you remember what street it was exactly on Hollywood Boulevard? Ooh, what was that street called? It was, like a it was right above Hollywood. What's that next street? Street. Okay. Is that, it's somebody here is identifying it as Hollywood Highland. Is that near near? Yeah, uh, we were we were past Hollywood Highland. We had gone down. It was before Vine. But so west the, west of there, you were traveling. So you were traveling eastbound. Yeah, we were pa- traveling eastbound. Yeah. But it, that that's a, that gives us an idea that you were going to the other ride. Um, yeah. As at. We didn't really get um, messed with until we got back into Hollywood. <laughs> well, when you say messed with, what what other municipalities it's had you like passed through? Cop incidents. They started they started at Hollywood and Highland and continued for like the next four and a half blocks, and then everybody scattered. Really? One cop on a bike tipped over at the intersection, and then everybody kind of laughed at him. Now, that, that, that's funny that you say everybody scattered. I remember being pulled over a couple times with police, and just just out of the idea that that I like to ride with people, and I also believe that there there has to be some sort of support. When, when somebody stops a bike rider, I go back, and it's like I've been met a number of times with either criticism or, why are you here? I'll arrest you, too. And I'm going, but I'm just observing you doing... Your duty officer, and in fact, I've, I've said that sometimes I've filmed it, and even asked the officer. I said, Are, "Is your bright light supposed to impair my my camera angle? Do you not want me to film this? And why don't you just ask me not to film it instead of ruining the camera angle?" People here in the studio are are, are now sort of chiming in on their own. But I, I'm wondering, as a as a spectator last night, did you have any sort of fear for your own safety? Yeah. <laughs> How fast did you go home last night? I broke up around 11, 11 o'clock right after everything kind of happened, still down. Uh-huh. So you didn't, you didn't go on the ride afterwards, I take it? No. 
Yeah, we had enough fun on LACM too. <laughs> yeah. Well, your idea of fun is definitely different from from. Well, that, you know that I'm not. After you end, yes, yes. But uh, is after that I was I was done for the night. I I, I uh, from what I understand, it just continued later on. Yeah. Now, now just to to sort of paint the picture, how many people were on last night's critical mass? Conservatively. Two hundred. A couple hundred people. Wow. A couple hundred people. Uh huh. Maybe a little bit more. And some were riding fast, I bet. How was no, it? Faster than any other ride, twelve to fifteen. Okay. And what what other parts of town? I know you left going. We what? went over. Westward. Through Robertson and Olympic. Okay. Remember we went farther south, closer to I don't remember the name of the street. I need to learn LA better. Um, That's okay. This is a good way to learn Los Angeles too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to live here for 10 years, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like I still get lost in my own neighborhood sometimes. But that, that... I remember being at Robertson and Olympic, and we rode down around that area. Mm -hmm. We rode around towards Pan Pacific Park. Ah. Hung out there for a minute. And then we started going back up right. towards back into Hollywood. Yeah, that, that's been the uh, sort of criticism that when Critical Mass gets started, and if you're late, there's no central place to, like, meet up with them. If, for example, myself, I got off, I got there late, maybe if, you know, an hour into it, everybody meets at a certain place and they can reconnect for the ride, whether they've had a flat tire or something like that. But it, there was no central leader to the ride, right? No. And, and of course, there's, there's music going on. Did uh, Harry bring his musical... No, I didn't see Harry last night. Uh, but did somebody bring music, I, I take it? I didn't see any music last night. Okay, so it was just people riding their bikes, having a, a good time after yeah. after work, or the lack yeah. of it. Yeah, the lack of it, yeah. I would say. But no, I didn't see any music trailers last night. Uh -huh. um, nobody with megaphones. So it wasn't a noise issue, it was just no. people out there riding a bike, being part yeah. of traffic, more or less. Basically, yeah. Well, th these are all questions I have to ask. Incy wants to ask a question here in the studio. Incy, oh, hey, I, hey, I, actually, not asking a question, but I'm—I I wasn't there last night. But um, it reminds me when I was 16, and um, with my school, we were—we went to Prague, and Prague was back then a communist country. And we were a group of kids, um, probably 10 of us or something, walking across the street, noisy. We just came out of a bar. And the police immediately came and arrested a bunch of us because we were noisy, and we crossed the street at uh, at an intersection that we were not supposed to cross. And um, some people actually got into prison um, because because they were too noisy in the middle of the night. So it completely reminds me of communism, how the police force is treating this um, special group of people. They would never do that if a group of ten people would walk across the street who just came from the bar and they're walking towards the car and they're a little bit noisy. Um, but it seems like that if, if you're on a bicycle, there is this idea of now we can harass you because you're using a mode that is not accepted in Los Angeles for whatever reason that it's not accepted. So I'm sorry that you guys had to go through that last night. I think it's a scary experience to see that happen. Um, to to anybody, either you know them, even if you don't know them. I mean, it would scare me 
even if I was just a bystander on the street seeing what cops are doing to cyclists, I would tell my child, never don't get on a bike. Look what the cops are doing to them. This is horrible. After they've been just smiling and waving at the cyclists. So um, this is absolutely uncalled for by the LAPD that they would want to break up a group of people on bicyclists because they're moving on anyways. They're gone in 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean... I mean, we, you know, some of we we do run red lights sometimes, and but there's no reason to tackle anybody. You know, that's you know a ticket. It's not a reason to cause harm to their bike and to their person and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah, Rack, Rack, I'm so glad that you called in uh, to give your account. Um, you know, to kind of tag on what Nancy says. Um, my experience in LA is that uh, once you you tag on the uh, the protest aspect of anything, um, this incites. Um, some sort of uh, military action by the police department, and they, they just do not know how to um, approach this protest. And, and I understand that you guys rode to the, the BP station, the green station on uh, Olympic and Robertson. Is that, is that correct? Oh, yeah, that crazy-looking gas station. It looks yeah. like it's part of the Disney concert hall. Yeah, that, that's actually uh, run on... Um, on sustainable energy and it's uh, you know solar panels and the whole thing and that that is their uh, their their gem of um, sustainable architecture for BP and uh, you know it's great that you guys um, rode out there and um, you know this is a protest um, it's not just a right to ride but it was a protest against the Gulf um, oil spill and uh, you know when when there is a protest the police have to follow certain um, and Stephen has outlined these uh, certain actions, you know, you have to notify. So um, w what were cops doing? Were they notifying you um, to, to disperse? Were they asking you to get off your bike? Was there any sort of communication? We didn't get bothered at the gas station. No. So, so this, this is kind of like completely unrelated, and, and it, it just seems like, it's it's like the, the the SS guard or something just just attacking you. You know, I actually said that earlier. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just crazy. So I mean, we really I, I don't understand why um, the police are attacking a, a protest like this of um, cyclists when we have um, the bus riders doing hunger strikes or people closing down the streets for hours and hours in, in downtown LA. Um, and the cops aren't beating them. So, I mean, what what's the difference here? Uh, that's kind of a question that's in my mind. Yeah. It's a good um. question. <laughs> you know, I'm um, sitting here. We're here in the studio. This is Steven. How you doing? Uh, we're here in the studio uh, watching the video. And, uh, and oh, Manny's video? Yeah. And yeah. something comes to mind as I watch the uh, bike cops, because there's a few bike cops there. And, you know, with their police bikes parked on the curb, and they've got someone in handcuffs and a bike on the road. And one thing that comes up is I oftentimes, in, in the course of chatting with somebody, hear them say, well, you know, I'm a cyclist myself, but in this particular case, I think that the distinction is uh, we may all be cyclists, but the difference is I don't kick other cyclists like these guys are doing. And uh, so you've got the bike cops, and there's one of them, bam, kicking out at the cop, uh, at the cyclist. And smirking. Um, but hold on a sec. I'm going to take this call. Uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, we really appreciate you calling here and telling us your, your account of last night as we watch the events again. Now, is this, uh, just, just from a personal level, is this going to discourage you from bicycling normally in Los Angeles, just this event? Absolutely not. 
Okay. So, what what did you learn though? I mean, did you learn anything about last night when you when you ride with critical mass or something, or are oh, you yeah. do anything differently? Critical mass for years. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't ride near the sidewalk. I try to ride away wherever the cops can't reach me. You know, that's an interesting thing because according to the two one oh two twenty one twenty two a. Um, the provision, it says that uh, the bicyclist has the right to, it uh, doesn't require cyclists to travel the door zone or it allows you to ride safely outside of that zone, almost in uh, what would traditionally be traffic. And I think if you're more than two people, you're allowed to take the lane. Oh, yeah. So these are things we're just pointing out to people that, that are listening to this, thinking that it's always the fault I of the bike have that vehicle code tattooed on me. <laughs> Well, maybe you don't have to get that that graphic, but that's a, that's a good one. I, I like that. I'm, everybody's sort of oh. sort of telling me to do something. Did you want to say something there, sir? Oh, no. Oh. Just a thing. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to thank you, and we're going to get back to our people in the city. Thank you for calling. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, yes, we're back inside the, the warm little sounding huddle of Kill Radio, knowing that at some point we're going to have to go out into the street and, and uh, do this once more. Uh, Instibox has brought up an interesting uh, video right now relating to Bike Week. Uh, she has Chief Beck. Let's see what she's going to talk about online. Incy, what is this uh, video you pulled up? This is the LAPD um, online video about um, encouraging cyclists and um, reminding drivers that cyclists have the right and the protection of the LAPD. This is on YouTube called Bike Week. Okay. Here we go. Joining Metro to remind the Los Angeles Police Department is joining Metro to remind everyone that we all share the road: cars, buses, trucks, and bicycles. But bicycles are particularly vulnerable and need our protection. So be careful when you see them on the street. Always give them the right of way. Not just during Bike Week LA in May, but every day of the year. So starting today, join LAPD and Metro in protecting bicyclists. It's the law. And it's the right thing to do. Thank you. Well, apparently somebody in the police department didn't watch the film they made. But um, obviously we, we don't expect them. They have other things to do. No, a little more pressing. No, we actually really do expect them to watch. I'm, I'm being facetious here. Uh, you were going to say something, Incy? Yeah, we absolutely. It's, it's, it's our freedom to be in Los Angeles, and um, we're in America. We have the freedom to move about. We have the freedom of expression, be it religious expression or be it our movement expression. And there, um, the LAPD putting out uh, a video encouraging, encouraging um Cycling and letting the public know that cyclists have the right off the the road, and then doing something what they did last night is completely hypocritical. Mm. Like, uh-huh. what is their message here that they're conveying? I mean, Charlie Beck might be writing as much as he writes if he does not. Yeah, I call don't, I don't his call ch- his force, right. and and make the 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 law. Um, Mandated, like if this something like this can slip out, and he has brutality going on on the street against cyclists or any human yeah. beings that are assembling in peace, and it's not even assembly because they're moving, 
So absolutely, it's it's it's. I mean, I I find it absolutely hypocritical, and I'm I, I'm completely disappointed by the LAPD. Well, you, you know, you got to ask yourself: uh, Is this just bike washing? Uh, you know, similar to green washing? Yeah. yeah are are yeah, they just I, doing this yeah. for Bike Week, and then you know, come you know the next week, they start throwing cyclists you know off their bikes. Yeah, I, I have to be honest. At some point, I've I've looked at this and, and thought about that. But uh, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Last week, while I was missing your event, the bike side, I was uh, at another bike event, and um, we'll play it later today. Not right now, but I was at the uh, the bike day that in Pasadena the the women from Cycle were putting on there, and uh, before that, I thought, well, I'll. I'll be nice and catch the line downtown so I don't have to ride her the whole way down. But they had blocked it off for the Amgen. And I kind of got up on the sidewalk, like the guy said. I don't usually ride on the sidewalk. But I rode on the sidewalk because he said, hey, you know, they're blocking the streets off. And I said, okay, great. And then as they continued to ride downtown, they were hassling people on bikes. And I realized a lot of these people live on their bikes. We, we have to face this. There's not housing for our homeless. And some of them live with their bicycle. And so they were trying to get this guy on his bike out of the way and i said you know he probably rides more than any of these guys that are racing and they they were just like we have to get him off the street and i'm going but these are his streets too maybe if you just sort of direct him to one of the side streets where the the tour isn't going on and it was a violent exchange not on my part but on his part about why cyclists had to respect basically the racing crowd and i said you know we we talk amongst ourselves we don't have to wear spandex to to talk we're going to get along fine once i get down to a place i can turn i'm going to turn i'm going to be out of your hair but this guy lives on his bike maybe you should recognize that and treat him like a human being or something And at which point he was just really irate and turning different colors and it wasn't something he wanted to address which was i i think we we tend to forget that maybe they're not like us, and this is why I go back to the, the idea of critical mass, how it started. You could bring any bike. It didn't matter what kind of bike. It was the idea that you were sharing community, and maybe that's what I'm going for. it. And, and that's one of the issues that I brought away from the, the bike ride in Pasadena that I thought was so good. They may have provided all the, the quote, trappings of, you know, cliff bars and coffee from Joneses and... Yeah, the new Belgian coming in, not serving beer, mind you. We're, we're going to get to that later on. But they were about spreading community and spreading something else besides, hey, we're going to make a buck off you. Hey, we, we like to believe that we're all part of the community, whether you ride a BMX bike, whether you're on fixed gear bikes, whether you're hauling something with your extra cycle, or if you're in a Bach Fia, if you can afford it, <laughs> getting around town, that we're all part of this biking community. We all need to be safe. You were going to say something, Stephen. You know, um, should, I, should I get the, the soapbox out? Pasadena <laughs> at the same time is the city that uh, worked really hard to uh, come up with that no cycling side-by-side rule. Yeah, the anti-Peloton kind of thing, too. Yeah. And we had to spend an inordinate amount of time uh, fighting that particular rule. And they, they took every item on the agenda uh, that they could think of and pushed us past midnight, you know, week after week. I think there was three meetings before they finally acquiesced that you cannot violate state law, even if you're Pasadena. Right. The second thing is, if you look in the newspaper this past week, you'll see Chris Ziegler spent $4,000 fighting a ticket because he rode his bikes on the, bike on the, street, the streets of Pasadena. 
and was uh, on a non-shareable, in other words, a substandard uh, road, a road that wasn't wide enough to share. Right. Road in the lane. Oh and my then God. got a, uh, a citation. He happens to be, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, he's a League of American Bicyclist instructor, uh, urban cycling instructor, and so he knew the law, and he stood up for his rights, and it cost him $4,000. So I like Cliff Bars. I think Cliff, the Cliff Bar company is a pretty great company. Oh, yeah. I like a lot of the, their social awareness. But i got to tell you this about Bike Week. For all of the Bike Week festivities, the bottom line is Pasadena, that particular officer is still quoted in the, LA, in, in the, um, in the press as defending that position because, after all, a cyclist is smaller than a car. That's his fundamental principle for why they don't belong on the streets of Pasadena. Hmm. So for all of the festivities, I'm telling you, your rights are being squeezed, and here we are with last night. Again, um, LAPD sticks a baton in the wheels of a bike. Yeah. Your rights are being squeezed, and this is what we've got to address. So we can have Cliff Bar fest uh, festivals, and I love Cliff Bars. Hey, just have a Cliff Bar this morning? I had it, two. It, <laughs> and they weren't the big ones. They were the little ones they were handing out. See, we know how to conserve, man. I, I, I'm, I've got, I'm hoarding mine, too, for a ride when my girlfriend freaks out, and i got to give her some sugar, too. Right? Well, I just wanted to tag on what Steve was talking about. Go ahead. And, and you, too. Jeremy, um, my co-host. Yeah, the, the, the bicycling community is a very kind of humanitarian effort. We all kind of see each other as equals. We try to, at least. Um but we have a strong division in the LAPD and the, the police forces across the nation, since this is national, international show, right? Um, as officer and citizen. You're either in, in the know with the LAPD, you're, you're one of them, or you're one of us, a, a human or a citizen. And, and this is a strong divide, not just in cycling, but you know, just in, in the greater community in L.A., um, and we kind of need to put a stop to this. I mean, it's kind of it sounds kind of radical, but uh, LAPD needs to maybe soften up a little bit and um, see they're humans and we are humans too. They need to start treating us, um, you know, equally. I mean, they're they're not above the law. You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? That yeah, that, they 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 can't transcend everything and sort of. Be above the law, and and that's the way that that, well, we're that was a right Steven now. Seagal movie too. Above, yeah, yeah, law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just making jokes about jokes, but 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 in the task force meeting, I, I'm really I'm trying to tell him, look, uh, you can't keep acting like this because it no. just turns into this military state. Now, if that's the way you, you want to go. Um, LAP, then you know, fine, sure enough, go ahead, do go that way. But you're going to find a lot of us um, fighting against this, and it's just going to get yeah. get worse. There, in the there's so eye. many better fights that the LAPD can do rather than fighting cyclists that are just using the street. Exactly. Legally. And well, case in point, uh, we had this big thing about hubbub about um, handcuffing cyclists, and and they described well, the cyclists, you know, they're they're um, w within our Three foot radius uh, of the officer, they could potentially strike out and and hurt hurt the officer, and we're, we're handcuffing them for the officer's protection. But they do not handcuff uh, the the motorist. They do not pull the motorist out of the vehicle when they when there's a speeding I, ticket. I always get that too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and just recently, a few weeks ago, uh, this is in Santa Monica. Santa Monica pulled over a, a motorist, and um, 
the motorist shot the officer. It must have been like through the door or whatever. Shot the officer and um, and ran off. And we have these uh, motorists are driving two thousand plus pound cars. Um, they could easily turn the engine back on and and run over anybody um, trying to confront them. Um, so it, it, I'm not asking that LAPD start pulling people out of cars and handcuffing them. I'm just asking why handcuff the cyclists. I mean. All the cyclists I know, they're either pacifists, they're very, or they're very passive, and they're not. When they're confronted with the the police department, they're not going to, you know, go attacking. So, I think it's just this paranoia that's uh, it's just permeating our, our police force, and maybe they just need to see that we're we're all humans. We all, you know, want to coexist. So uh, we've been talking about the issue last night at Critical Mass. The police came out and decided to, uh, let's just say, stop some some bicyclists that were obeying the law uh, for no other reason that we can discern other than the fact that they just wanted to create some sort of, I guess, lawsuit in the future. Um, anyway, this is Kill Radio, DJ Chicken Leather here. Standing in with my co-host today, Jeremy, and we have... Dale from Caltrans still here. He's shaking his head like, "Oh my God!" He's he's just trying to suck it all in. He's just Caltrans. amused. Um, Mr. Box from what do you want to be known from? Bike side, bike bike left, bike right, <laughs> all sides. What side? Bike life. <laughs> bike life. And of course, his lovely wife Incy, who did the Rebel w- without a car production production of of. Uh, it was totally sustainable with the Greensters who moved the whole movie production. I'd like to see more movie production going that way as they build up a back lot in Universal City that's only going to be a tourist spot yet again. Hopefully they'll shoot on that back lot and they won't have to have a haul out Christopher whatever, Marty, and the rest of those guys from, from Back to the Future. Do you think they're going to do another Back to the Future? They're going to go back to the bike maybe? Yeah, with any luck in hoverboards. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about Universal City and the mayor... They mayor, have their own police force, I They do, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, you know why they have their own police force? Because they're not part sued. of L.A. And so when <laughs> Antonio Villaragosa goes over the hill and says, let's keep the industry in L.A., he leaves L.A. to do it because he leaves the city of L.A. not knowing where the boundary is. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't worked in a while, and I work in the film industry. And I, I'm not shilling for work, but I'm, I'm shilling for the fact that a lot of people are stifled with the fact that they're not paying for, they're not getting the same tax incentives that other cities are giving, and they're not, not there is no proper, let's just say, pro, uh, pro film here in Los Angeles. It's always about, oh, we're going to have to figure another way to make money off of you. You know, let's let's put in more of these or that. You're going to say something, Nancy? Yes, I'm um, talking about Rebel Without a Car Productions. We are actually doing our next project. Oh, which is called the Plastic Patrols. The Plastic Patrols. And it's a web series with um, two is, young girls. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's the return of Plastic Man from the DC Comics. No. You finally got the rights to that no. uh, superhero, huh? No, this is um, the superheroes are two young girls, Merit and Marlo. And they're five and seven years old, ah. and they want to save the world single-handedly. And so we're doing a web series um, called The Plastic Patrols, and we're going to teach um, parents and their children how to be sustainable and how to avoid 
plastic in their lives. So that's the next wow. project. You know, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm sort of joking about Plastic Man, but what, what has happened to Plastic Man? I mean, in, in, in the lore of, of comic books and superheroes, Plastic Man, I think, probably is, is deteriorating out there, or maybe he's not as pliable as he used to be with all this oil around and stuff. I, I don't know how you catch Plastic Man, but that's something we'll have to put to the blogs or the, the nerd I, stuff. I anyway, I'm you're, trying to avoid plastic as much as I can. So, <laughs> Well, see, that's the other thing. It's like you're, we can make choices, too, sometimes, and this gets to be more off of bike but more sort of sustainability, which kind of all ties into the, to the theme that I started out with today, and it was the fact that we all can find some sort of freedom within uh, our own lifestyle, and maybe it's not about making big, heavy choices like taking money that you don't have and buying a Prius to go nowhere because I don't have a job to go to with my Prius, but maybe making that, you pulling out that bicycle, tuning it up, and, and riding that around. That might be my choice to reduce my carbon footprint. Well, because, I, 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 quite honestly, those those hybrids, they still pollute. They still use gas engines unless they're all electric. You, 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 you mentioned a couple of times today that um, people are on bicycles ride around for fun or that the Prius driver should drive around... Nowhere, <laughs> but <laughs> no, they go but, places. Too. But um, I mean, most of us cyclists use the bicycle as a tool to get somewhere. I don't ride for fun. I have fun going to places because I ride, and I'm not stuck in a car. But I take it. Uh, take it. I, I personally take it very serious. My transportation option that I have a bicycle. I prepare when I get on a ride. Um, um, dress um, the way I would dress to go to work or to my to go to my audition. So I don't need to have special gear. I behave just like a motorist would behave, and I do my grocery shoppings, go to the movies, I go to meet my friends, and go together with my friends to the theaters on my bike. So to me, it's a very viable and very serious mode of transportation. It's not for fun, but I'm immensely enjoying it and having much more fun on my bike riding to certain events or to my job than I would in a car. Right. Okay, well, with, with that sentiment being... I was going to say something. No, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, well, I enjoy riding my bike for fun sometimes, and, and, you know, that's the great part of it is that you can... It's a dual use, or, you know, there's many uses to the bike. Um, and I think the best thing that all of you could do out there uh, this next week with your bike, the best place to ride would be Tuesday at the L.A. LA City... Um, Bicycle Advisory Committee at 7 o'clock at Hollywood City Hall. I believe it's 6501 Fountain at 7 p.m. And come out, ride your bike. Um, there'll be plenty of places for parking. Uh, we'll, we'll take over the meeting. Let's let's get a lot of public comment in there about what happened on on Friday, and uh, let's just and we'll all go uh, get some pancakes and bacon, and then have some energy to work off. Yo yo yo! Why does it always have to be bacon, man? Well, why, it can't can be be, why can't it be vegetarian? It can, it can be vegetarian, Some soy bacon I'm partial to, you know... Swaken. I don't really like bacon that much. <laughs> I don't either, but they, they serve it there. What we're trying to say is we're, we're, we're making uh, our own inroads into to the bike culture by giving you a voice, and this is the best way to be heard. So come on out. This is Bike Talk. Uh, I want to thank Nick for letting me take over the whole show this week. Nick, Nick's on vacation. Look what happens. We've, we've jumped everywhere all over town. I myself am heading out 
That's right, to the bike oven located at 3706 North Figueroa. I'm going to be wrenching in a little bit. Wrenching for you guys that don't know what it means is, yes, that's right, you can come in, talk to me, and maybe I'll know enough to, God forbid, fix your flat tire. It is Kill Radio. Um, that, that's about it. One last thing. Tomorrow, Chapacabras, high noon, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, it's just like a car event, except it's all with bicycles. So it's not like a car event. It's totally different than a car event. You're going to have fun at this event. Uh, we want to thank Paul from Atomic Cycles beforehand for putting this on at much costume himself and, and medical, medical, mental anguish because he's going to have to put up with chicken leather all over again tomorrow. That's right. Atomic Cycles located out there in the beautiful San Fernando Valley located near Louise and Satakoy. That's right. Chop covers tomorrow. Okay, that's about it. Next week, uh, we're going to try to define a couple things about, um, that's right, the bike week that was and hopefully the bike week that's every day. It is Kill Radio. And it's not as grim as you think. That's right. Kill Radio. Maybe we'll see you on your bike out there. Thank you. Hey, bicycle man is what I am in route to be. Who has my style? Well, we're second daily daily. Who had a one up in the yard? 21 past the front. We in the air. We don't care. We really, really. I took a turn on the avenue. Saw this girl that long time I knew. Hey girl, how is your day? Hey, hey, she looked at me and this is what she said. She said, she don't want no bicycle man. Oh, she is looking for a car man. I want to drive to minivan. I looked at her and smiled a while. Hey, she realized I didn't like her style. Because bicycle man is what I am and proud to be. Who watch my style? Well, we're stuck in dilly dally. Who with a one up any art? 21 past three. One wheel in the air. We don't fair. We really, really. The next day, she see me in a motor car, flag me down, ask me if I'm going far. I looked at her, do you remember yesterday? She looked at me, and this is what she had to say. Say she no want no bicycle man, oh she is looking for a car man, or want to drive some minivan. I looked at her, and smiled a while, eh, she realized she didn't like her style. Cause bicycle man, that's what I am, and proud to be. Who oh, watch from style, well we're psyched and dilly dally. Who oh, had I want up any old 21 passing, one wheel in the air, we don't I'm riding, riding the crystal alibis.